Welcome to the New Monks. This podcast is dedicated to those of us on the journey of evolution. Through these episodes, we will dive into the lives of individual people and discover what they have learnt and how they have handled their growth. We believe that we all have wisdom to be shared with each other and can learn from listening to each other's stories. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, if you feel like leaving us a review and sharing the love, that would be greatly appreciated. So this is just a heads up because, you know, there's a lot of information that is coming to light at the moment. And through these episodes, each person is going to share a different side of that for them. Now, this isn't to say that every single thing that is shared here is going to be 100% accurate, you know. It's just not where we are right now. It's just not the case of the unravelling and the disclosures that are being revealed to us. Obviously, things are always, always changing. And in one moment, something can be so real and so true. And the next moment is completely shifted and changed into something else. This is the journey of evolution. This is the journey of incension that we are going through right now. So this is just an invitation that you're discernment is really really important as always as usual please take what resonates and leave the rest thank you welcome back to the new monks podcast in today's episode i'm speaking to joanna who i've actually wanted to speak to for a while now but because she has her own family now and has two little ones it's been quite difficult to uh, find the right time But we managed to find it and this episode really is just about family and she shares her experience of what she was looking for in a partner before they met and then finding it and just creating the life that she wants to live and most especially about her two home births that she had where it was just her and her partner in the room. So really that was the focus of this episode. It's quite a different one in the series as it's really just about being a mother and giving birth. So hello and welcome, Joanna, to the New Monks podcast. So great to finally talk to you because we've been speaking about this for quite a little while. And um, But I really wanted to talk to you about your birth stories because when we met that time, last year was it? Last yeah. yeah, you told yeah. me that, you told me a little bit and I was just like, wow, this sounds amazing. And then as you were saying as well, it's important to share positive stories, you know. But um, before we begin anyway, if what I like to do is just take a few deep breaths in and out. Thank you. 
and then just tell us how you're feeling right now right now I'm feeling really grateful that you've invited me to talk about such a an important subject such an amazing experience that I've had and yeah I'm just really grateful that you've invited me to to talk about this thank you I'm so happy as well that you're willing to share the story you know I feel like this um the home birthing is becoming a lot more popular now these days definitely mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah it's really cool yeah yeah especially after what we've we've experienced over these these recent years I think that's been a massive catalyst for a lot of people just to say actually no I'm good I'm going to try and do it on my own why do you think that that has happened I feel like that maybe that is true I mean I've definitely become more aware of it well I think that I I mean this is an assumption yeah but I just I, I feel like just everything that went down with the pandemic and with COVID and actually how much I think people I think we're seeing more and more the control that the control it's just like a question of our own sovereignty isn't it our yeah. own our own sovereignty over our own health our own bodies our own decisions when it comes to our our own lives mm-hmm. and yeah yeah it was just a crazy time to be giving birth for a lot of people and just giving birth in the hospital setting anyway is like it's really challenging and more and more people with with I think it's with the shift of consciousness that's happening where people are asking to be more in community and more connected to the earth more connected to ourselves remembering our true nature what what we really are Ooh. capable of and birth is like it, for me, it like it embodies life fully and how how we can trust in life and our own physical, mm. spiritual, emotional ability. Mm. Yeah, I think that there's many families like like my family that are making that just to to give birth you know in the most natural way with their families it's where they feel safe where they feel comfortable you know yeah totally so it's like a recognition so when was your you have had two home births now right yeah Mm -hmm. and when was the first one the first birth was to my first daughter, Zion, and she was born in 2020 in April. So it was like one month into the pandemic. Wow. Mm. And was that in the UK? That was in London, yeah. I decided we were traveling in Brazil before that while I was pregnant. I was, I was here actually in the same area of Brazil when I was seven months pregnant and we went back to London because I wanted to be close to my mum. Okay. So, um, and that's like another side of the movie. But yeah, that's why I was there. That's why we gave birth in London. So yeah, your partner is from Brazil, right? That's why you were there. Yeah. 
that's our, that's our connection. Yeah, I never actually thought, I never imagined that I would have a connection with Brazil. Never, I never even had that inkling. Like, yeah. Wow. And somehow I'm here. I've moved country. I'm learning Portuguese. You know, wow. I have experienced Brazilian family. I'm learning about the culture here, and songs wow. and that. Yeah. That's so amazing. So um, before you met as well, what was your, um, like, where were you in your life? Were you already, did you already consider this home birthing kind of situation? How did you kind of get to that space? Yeah, good question. So um, specifically about my relationship with Bar. So before before this relationship, before uh, Tiago and I, we got we became a relationship. I I had already started researching into into bath. I was reading about bath. I joined a group called Bed Tent Doulas, and I was I was on the journey to you know learning about bath with the idea to become a doula. Oh wow! Okay. So that's a nice book. Um, and just, yeah, a, some backstory. So my mother gave birth to my brother and I through cesarean section. Wow. And, yeah, for both of us, and that was in the Philippines. And, you know, some of the stories that she told me about her experience, it didn't quite add up, you know, that my mum was told from my, my brother, who was her first child, that his head was too big to fit through the pelvis and that's why she had a cesarean section and when I heard that I just you know this was from a young age so that, that doesn't sound right to me that like, why would the body create a, a, a being that was too, the wrong shape and size to be able to naturally come out you know it just yeah. was like that doesn't make sense to me mm. and then a number of things that I you know about my mom's experience my mum didn't have, like, she didn't have a particularly, like, she didn't have a negative experience. It just was her experience. But when I started learning more about birth, I just felt, I feel like my mum and I were kind of, we with that opportunity for a natural vaginal birth was taken away from us because I was learning about all the benefits of, you know, a natural birth. Just yeah, yeah. even just, you know, when a baby's born, the fluid of the lungs to be pushed out during during labor you know all of the, the natural orchestra of hormones like all of those things and so and also at that time like some years before Tiago and I connected I was also sitting in ceremonies and along the way I I got the opportunity to sit with a woman who was um her name is Tikarina. She's a wife of, of, of one of the roadmen that I used to sit with. And yeah, she really inspires me. She'd given birth to her three sons. Like I, I haven't really heard much about her story, but what I did hear was that she gave birth to her three sons, all in Temescal. So very, very quiet. Um yeah, and just and then I remember sitting in ceremony with her for two nights and she just really inspired me, you know, the, the way she was speaking about life and families and, mm. and yeah. And that was kind of my catalyst 
Go on. You said she gave birth in the Tamaskal. Is that what you said? Yeah, she gave birth exactly. Yeah. Do you know? Have you sat in Tamaskals in the sweat lodge? In the sweat lodge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And that's, that's part of her culture. Part of her, her yeah. traditional way. Yeah. I mean, I I don't think they don't make it as like as hot okay. as in some <laughs> of the. the I don't know actually. I don't. I I know very little about it. I never actually had. I haven't yet had the opportunity to speak to her about it. Um, but yeah, she just inspired me to 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 aim to be connected more and learn more about birth. Yeah, that's where I was before Tiago and I had met. Yeah, interesting. And so you said your is your mom from the Philippines? She is, yeah. I totally didn't know that. <laughs> Love it. And your dad? Yeah, my mom's English. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So, um, and then what about before? So you were obviously found your way to the um, plant medicine ceremonies and everything, right? As well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So were you? Yeah, but it's interesting that on that. Yeah. Because I was sitting in ceremonies for like quite a few years, and then when Tiago and I, when we connected, um, I invited him to one ceremony with me. That was the first time I'd ever brought, you know, a partner to to ceremony, and. Um, in that ceremony, like I really sort of what was coming through to me was that in these ceremonies, I was learning more and more of how to, you know, take responsibility for myself, be aware of the way I'm walking, Mm. ceremony, all those things. And I was invited to hold the water prayer in the morning. And in that morning water prayer, I, I expressed, you know, that I felt like I, I'm, I'm learning, I'm being taught how to be a parent, you know, to really take responsibility. And also, you know, just how to walk in life like, and, and honour life as a ceremony. Mm. And then my next operation, I was pregnant. Your next what? And wow. the next time I, I ovulated. Ah, uh, okay, 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 okay. The very next ovulation. I became pregnant and wow. then that was the last ceremony that I've been in until now like the, and now it's like all of the the all of the teachings that I've received through ceremony I'm having to remember to apply that to my life which is not is not always easy and I forget mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. but yeah it's just interesting how that marked a time of my life and then I, I no longer sat with medicine but I feel like all all of this you know giving birth and having having babies and becoming a parent, becoming a mother is a big ceremony. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's interesting that you say that because I feel like I, the, I haven't sat in ceremony for a long time, but the last lessons that I were getting, was getting was were very similar. Responsibility, sovereignty, um, taking back your power, and it was just like boom. And since then, it's just been like okay, yeah, implement it into life, you know. So interesting. 
Yeah. And then so yeah, before that, were you kind of like on were you on a speaking kind of journey? Where did the spark kind of um begin for you if there was one? <laughs> With, with which with which aspects of my journey just I guess you know I like what you said about the ceremony and I kind of just made me think yeah because you know life is a ceremony you know but um I guess yeah okay so I mean I could yeah I could speak on that so yeah. at that time you know I, I had relationships people um you know and then I guess through ceremony through ceremony I remembered how to um some people say pray some people say like set intentions you know I just like remembered how to use words and know that my words will start manifesting you know my reality and one of the one of the prayers that I w- was putting out there was to okay so the the prayers were to have a family to have children to grow as family to have our own land to build our own home um to be creative to thrive to be re- really connected with nature you know like all of these things and I started I started I started expressing what it was that I, I want to call in. And and then as, you know, I had like a few different relationships and as each relationship I had, I would learn, you know, what I didn't want and what I was, what I did want. So my, you know, I was like becoming more, having more clarity of what I, I, I'm asking for. And yeah, so that that's, that's where I was at. So, so yeah, that's amazing. So before you met Tiago, you already had a very clear idea of what it was that you were looking for. It's amazing. Yeah, definitely. And then what do you think, like, I guess as a woman, you kind of get to that age, right? But was there anything specific that was really calling you towards this kind of family lifestyle and the way that you described it? Hmm. Um. Yeah, I don't know how to answer that one. Like, creating a family has always been something that I've I've wanted. Like, oh, I've like. It's something to do with my mom. I think my mom was very. My mom was was is very maternal. Um. And your family has just always been a really big part of our life even though our family is actually a very small family but yeah I was always always excited to become pregnant and have a baby wow I love that and yeah Mm. and here I am (laughs) (laughs) um, and also the I feel like, yeah, what you mentioned at the beginning, this, like, you know, this shift that's taking place at the moment. Do you, um, do you feel at any point that you kind of, like, felt that coming in any way? Like, maybe even just... No. 
No. <laughs> no. What well, as in like when, <laughs> that's with what happens that like with the pandemic, for example, like yeah. that kind of like global that's been happening. Yeah, I guess so. And then in a way, just like the awakening that's coming with that, you know. Well, I I definitely I don't know a huge amount about it, but I it was definitely resonating with me the age of Aquarius. Yes. You know, astrologically. I, I really know like very like the surface level, but I was I was aware of that, that they that we're at the beginning of a big shift, mm-hmm. of a big shift in our consciousness that we're we're evolving it's happening but we're right at the beginning yeah 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 totally well I feel like you're totally pioneering that in a way with what you're doing so (laughs) yeah I'd love to hear more about your um yeah your birthing story so ask me questions it's easier if you ask me and then I can yeah tell you so firstly I love that you told me that it was just you and Tiago right the first yes it was so yeah for both 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 babies it was just the two of us wow so yeah obviously after the first one you've already done it so (laughs) so um and he was also aligned when you met him, as you were saying, you already had these um, visions of how you wanted it. Wow, amazing. Very aligned. He was he's asking for the same things. Yeah. Amazing. We land, thriving, build our home, learning, creativity. Yeah. yeah. So, and he's very aligned with birthing at home naturally like full like full support in all decisions that I made so um uh, yeah so you basically both consciously decided that that's how you wanted it to be right did you have like um a doula and a midwife oh so let me tell you how it all went down (laughs) (laughs) So I became pregnant and um yeah I'll I'll keep it short but I became pregnant in London and I was really excited but actually it was a very new relationship for Tiago and I and so it was like a big shift that was happening for us but I did I went to the doctor I wasn't actually registered with the GP at the time but I registered with the GP I let them know I'm pregnant they made appointments with the hospital like I went through the whole the all like the whole thing I had the uh, the the birthing book like I was went going in for all the tests the blood tests everything you know I was going to all of it and I guess I was doing that because it was the first time and that was just what you do right you you let the doctors know and then you go into the hospital and you just do it you just go for all the scans and I get it because also like it was really exciting for me you know it's a really exciting experience to be pregnant and um, but I knew that I wanted to have a home birth you know I knew that I like I knew already that I could give birth naturally my mum's mum so my Lola she gave birth to my mother in a rice paddy field on her own. 
I mean, like, she had to work. She had to work till term because, like, term, like, so to her full pregnancy because, you know, my my Lola lived in a a little village in the Philippines. Like, she had to work. She wasn't, wasn't choosing to work. But she went into labor and her cousin ran to the village to try and find the, the midwife, the village midwife. And before they came back, my Lola had already given birth to my mum. I never got to really speak to my Lola about this. But they're the little bits of, of information that I knew. And it was like that. It was like my Lola gave birth to all her children naturally. Um, and yeah, I just. I just had full knowing that I could do it. I knew that like, it was like quite a daunting like thought because I'd never done it before, but I knew that I could do it. So I was still connected to the yeah. hospital, but I was saying to them that I wanted to give birth at home. And at one point they, they were they were putting me into a high risk category because I have an overactive thyroid or I had an overactive thyroid. So they were telling me, you might not be able to give birth at home. You might have to give birth in ho- in the hospital. And even then it was like, I, I know what my rights are. If I choose to give birth at home, I'm within my, le- like legally, I'm that's within my rights. Uh-huh. So I always kind of keep that in the side of my, my mind. And anyway, they gave me the all clear because I was really looking after my diet naturally. So my, my my hormone levels were balancing out with my thyroid. And then I contacted the home birthing team and I said, okay, I would like a home birthing midwife because I'm going to give birth at home. And actually, by the grace of creator, it actually worked out in my favor because the pandemic started one month before Zion was born. And I had a phone call from the home birth midwife. Her name's Gloria. And she was just like, I'm not I'm not able to send any midwife for you for your birth because when we're not allowed to, we have to keep all the midwives in the hospital. They she was saying the reason being is because they had they had they were short of staff, but also they were saying because of the pandemic, we need more ambulances to be available for people that have COVID. So we can't take the risk of other people, you know, all of this stuff. So in that same phone call, yeah. she, you know, she basically said, you're going to have to give birth in the hospital. And in that yeah, same yeah. sentence, I was like, you know what, it's, it's all good. I'll just give her birth at home. And if I need you, I'll for you. Wow. And it's interesting because all, it, it says a lot about how, the more informed we are about what our rights are and what's possible, when we're speaking to these people that are in a place of authority, then they, they hear that we we are speaking on the level of like I am I am informed, like I know yeah. what my rights are. I just had to say it. I didn't have to argue with her. She didn't give me anything. Like she, didn't give me a hard time at all she was just like okay you know where we are if you need us and it was like that wow and yeah and I did have a doula um but because I was traveling in Brazil 
And then when I came back and then the whole pandemic stuff was going on, we didn't actually get to properly connect. I only met her once, but she was giving me some support via the telephone, like through my pregnancy, you know, like a good, like a good sister would. And and then at one point she wasn't able to be there for the labor because she had to take her children up north because of everything that was going on with the pandemic. She didn't want to be in the city. And that, so then I was like, okay, so Tiago and I, we just got our minds together. Like, okay, so we're going to do it, the two of us. And if there's some friends that I feel like calling, then I will. And then just before I was com- coming to the labor, the doula actually got in touch with me. She was like, actually, I want to be there for you. I can- I'm going to come down to be there for you. But by that point, because Tiago and I had already set our minds to it, and also because I hadn't really built a very close relationship with her because we didn't get to spend any time together. It just felt, it felt, I, I decided to not invite her in, into that space. So that's a little bit of the backstory of how, yeah, I came to home birth. That's amazing. I love in it. The city. In the city. Um yeah, I love what you said about the authority because it's like, yeah, when you're speaking to the authority, but when you're speaking from your own authority, then you're meeting them on the same page, same level, same playing field, you know. But yeah, that's, that's so a good cool. way of putting it. And I love it that it just happened like that. It was just like, no, 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 you guys are going to do this alone. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. It was like, I mean, we can talk about it more about the actual experience, but it just taught me so much. It taught me so much about, you know, because I didn't have anybody, nobody was there directing me or trying to manage me. It was just fully, it was fully me on my own and with with the support of Tiago, you know, just, he was just by my side, you know, just like there was no doubts, there was no fear total trust and knowing from both of us like we were fully in alignment with that and mm. and yeah like I said I learned a lot I learned a lot on both sides I learned a lot on what my ability is what we're made of like the just fully trusting and knowing in the process of giving birth but then also I learned how having helping hands in that space is also really useful because you know on a logistical level on a practical level it's it's a lot for me me and Tiago to do it you know just on our own like when the baby's born there's a lot of like you know logistics making the bed making the food making the tea making sure the mother and the baby are warm you know there's there's things that we didn't have we might we made it we made it through it like perfectly but I did learn that it can be really helpful to have you know your mm. sisters your, mother, your community around you just like holding gently mm. holding space if you love that yeah you know it's so interesting I think the first time that to me it came that you can actually do it alone like it's amazing what you said about your grandmother is then I was watching Sense Eight, this TV series, and the woman she just gives birth, just her. And I was, I remember watching it, thinking, no, is that real? Like, is that possible? Can that even happen? You know. 
And then not long afterwards, I remember you, you telling me the story and I was just like, wow, it's just so powerful. It's such a powerful thing, you know. <laughs> and obviously it's an experience as well. <laughs> and I feel like another thing that's really important for us is to be, to be, you know, like learning about our bodies you know, what's actually happening on a physiological level with fertility, with pregnancy, yeah. with labour. It's, it's really, really fascinating. And the more that we learn about our bodies, the more we remember how intelligent we are. There's a whole, uh, there's a whole cosmos within us. So that we're just, we're so intelligent and giving birth really the, the body's doing it even at the pushing stage the body is doing it we only have to participate and also it's a it's, wow. it's also a big journey psychologically mm. you know I found that the breath was really really important and the more that I could put my mind to a side and be with the sensations and try like just get, with every contraction just try and meditate you know just try and put the techniques that I've learned in life just to be and the body is doing it yeah, yeah I love that so did you and the pregnancy as well that process and that journey did it was how was that for you did you have yeah, <laughs> yeah it, that's a good question as well because so for example for my first pregnancy like I said I was going for all of the scans all of the tests everything yeah. was very much about you tell me how I'm doing wow because I feel like in our culture we've we've lost touch of listening to ourselves and trusting our intuition and just listening deeply especially when a, a woman is pregnant with a baby we we have not been taught that we have the ability to communicate with our baby that's within our our womb so with the first pregnancy like that I, that I did have that in my awareness you know I was talking to her I was connecting with her I was listening you know and the whole time I felt healthy that I felt healthy all the way through there was I had no reason that I felt to be worried but yeah I was still going for all of the tests and the scans yeah. because that's what's done but then in my second pregnancy with Amaya I didn't go I didn't even register with the doctor I didn't uh -huh. tell yeah. any hospital that I was, so I did I did that Differently, a little bit differently. I didn't go for any scans. Um, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> I really wanted. To, I wanted. I wanted to learn to put that into practice and to trust. I actually had one private scan right at the end, mm -hmm. and you know. Even like ultrasound scans, there isn't there isn't a whole lot of research of long term research of the effect that it has on 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 the fetus. Yeah, I've heard about this. 
you know yeah. and like, there was some little that I hadn't I didn't really know much about it but there was still something of I'm I don't know how comfortable I feel about the ultra ultrasound set ultrasound scans even from the little bit of information that I've been receiving but when I was close to term there were there were some things that were happening that I was having I felt like I was having mild contractions but I felt like it was too early Tiago's father was sure that I had twins and I was just like you know what let me just book in for one private scan and I did that and and you know that was fine but it's fine for me that I had that one scan yeah it's so interesting I feel like um I mean I totally resonate with a lot of what you're saying is but it's amazing that you've had the lived experience of it because you're right like we totally you know what I find as well is like when it happens you know there's this fear that comes around it like oh you can't do that like oh you're you know you you're not seeing anyone like you know but you need to have someone there to you know <laughs> there's this whole funny uh narrative and it's like I don't know I feel like for me I probably will be hearing it even if no one's saying <laughs> you know so funny but it's yeah. good that you're stuck to you know what you really were feeling and believing mm-hmm. and trusting yeah yeah, yeah. and it, it definitely to have someone by your side that is in alignment with with that it really really helps because you know a lot of my family members were not in alignment were not in alignment with me having a home birth you know yeah wow, really you know because I was actually yeah. thinking about that as well that is yeah but that's the thing and then they're probably worried for you as well and it's like you have to really just be like no <laughs> yeah yeah, it was it was like that. For the first labor, I had I couldn't actually let some of my family members know that I'd gone into labor because I knew that they would be worried, you know. And it was I just wanted to try and keep the frequency, you know, as yes confident, yeah, peaceful, and trusting as much as possible. And and that's another reason why I ended up, you know birthing at home and it was just the two of us because there wasn't that many people that within my within my family that with and and I say that and I know that they love and care for me so much you know they want the best for me but there's just different different perspectives yeah 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 totally yeah it's so funny isn't it this is the way and also what you said about I feel like that it it must be such an empowering experience because like you said and you're learning more about how intelligent your body is because for so long we've been taught like we need to rely on these experts in this authority you know (laughs) and then to realize actually we are the authority It it really is an amazing experience to give birth in the way that yeah wow. yeah it's amazing it's amazing I, you know I came out feeling really proud of myself yeah for sure <laughs> and this is the thing like this is what we want for our mothers 
Mm. This is what we want, you know, to, to come out and and mm. however they do, even if even if people decide to give birth in a hospital, that's I I get that, you know, if people want to be closer to tech like, you know, technology, if there really is an emergency, like I get you feel safer to do that. But we also want these people to come out feeling empowered and that they self-directed and 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 they did it, you know. We want people to be coming out saying, "I did that. I did it. I did it," you know. <laughs> yeah, totally. So during the pregnancy and say giving birth, maybe the first time, did you have moments of like fear that would come up, and how did you handle that, or was it kind of like okay? <laughs> no, that's a really good question. So with the fear part, so. I, I read a book some years before and in that book it talks about it's the fear tension pain syndrome so when there is fear the body will tense up and when the body is tense that's when pain comes in so I read about this and and then throughout my pregnancy I was like really really mindful of not talking about pain you know I never ever once said I'm scared I'm scared of the pain I was really meticulous about the thoughts that I was having um I was you know just being really aware to not bring that into my language and and then I think the closer I was coming to term term being at a 40 weeks mark like full gestation I was definitely having butterflies. It was kind of nerves of you. You don't. I don't. Didn't know what what to expect. You know, it's like going into like a really big ceremony, and you know it's going to be wow. a really big experience. Yes. So I was definitely. I had definitely had some anxiety, little bits of anxiety and nerves. But that's normal. That's really normal. And I remember when the first contraction started with Zion, it was, yeah, those first couple of hours, it was like, oh, my gosh, like, I don't know if I'm ready for this, you know? But I had no choice. because Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I feel like naturally that's just going to happen. I mean, I feel like sometimes it happens when I get sick. You know, you know sometimes you go mm-hmm. into this really with the pain and then in my mind will just be like oh, oh like what and then it's like no it's fine <laughs> yeah so um and so then the actual process of giving birth it must have been such I just feel like that bond between both of you as well like wow <laughs> um but I remember you briefly saying yeah. before that it was quite an enjoyable experience so (laughs) yeah yeah when I look back at the videos that Tiago made you know he propped up the cap the phone camera on the sofa and we have like some footage of how it was when I look back at it it's amazing how we're like we're so calm we're super super calm even in the last contractions when she's born Zion was born in a water birthing pool in the that was my first birth and we were just so calm that's the best thing I can say it was like just 
calm. My voice was calm. I was praying. It was very silent. You know, we didn't have any music on. It was just me and Tiago. It was just just like that. Tiago wow. was behind. Tiago was like, you know, as as her head was being born, he was telling me what was happening. He caught her. It was just even the and then after, you know, getting out of the pool, just wow. everything was just calm. During the actual labor, that internally, my own experience, it didn't feel so calm, you know, <laughs> because there is a lot that's going on psychologically, physically, spiritually. Like it's it's a really, really big experience. <laughs> so it, it was really useful to have have that those recordings for me to look back and and see it from another perspective as well mm, interesting yeah because thought, a, a lot yeah. of it is psychological you know yeah. during Zion's labor was 27 hours right from the first contractions to when she was actually born and like like ceremonies if you know like you know it's like I went through lots of different waves of experience like it wasn't all like blissful and orgasmic it was some of it was just like that like I really went to my depths and that's part of it that's part of the transformation so it's so true that's it is like all ceremonies yeah yeah and I think that's where the nerves, you know, when you go into a ceremony, you kind of have like that nervous feeling because you know that there's work that's going to be done. Wow, <laughs> yes. It could be done. Yes. But, and I love that. I love that because that's where that's where the biggest part of transformation happens is that when, when we're really, really pushed to our edges and we... And mm. and we come out of it and we're like, wow, I went through that. I took myself through that. Mm. Mm. But 27 hours, wow, that's quite long, eh? I mean, I don't know how much it is normally. <laughs> I think I think it varies. Yeah, it varies. Um but you know, it, and it also it it goes the way it needs to go. That was another thing for me. It's like, yes. I, like generally, I don't like people rushing me. Yeah. And definitely giving birth. Like, I didn't want anybody putting any pressure on me or my baby. Like, do not rush me. Nobody. Nobody rush me. Yeah. <laughs> so it took the time. I think it's, yeah. that's kind of like an average time, you know. Mm. It varies. Some faster some labors can be days and yeah. it is what it is yeah and also I'm wondering why did you decide not to have any music <laughs> you know I made a playlist I made various playlists on my Spotify I had mantra I had like music that I could dance to like I had all of these playlists and it I don't know <laughs> I think I played the music at one point and then turned it off and then, and I don't it. know, apparently it's quite common, apparently it's quite common for people to, um, yeah, make playlists, but then in the end never really use them. 
Interesting. Yeah. 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 I mean, maybe it's kind of like, like it might adding more chaos to the, you know what I mean? Sometimes music does that. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I loved I loved the idea of having you know some of my favorite songs to dance and move to but maybe if I had maybe if I had you know somebody who I'd worked with through my pregnancy you know and I made the playlist and I sent it over to her and then during the pregnancy maybe she puts it on and like I don't know I don't know you know what I mean yeah 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 yeah, but, but Tiago yeah. did play the guitar though. He played the guitar like oh, during wow. some but he played and we sang a little bit while I was in the water, you know. So there was some music. Okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> nice. And um so what was that? I mean, it must be so hard to describe in words, but like the the feeling after after it was all it all happened. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of, it takes, it takes some time, like it takes many days to, to sort of, wow. yeah, yeah, that's my own experience, yeah, in, integration, I feel like there's definitely some techniques though that could be had, could be used, could be facilitated to help integrate that experience, you know, like uh, there's one book that I've read, which is a great book. It's called it's called um, Natural Birth in Hos- in the Hospital, but she just gives really great tips of like birthing, and one of those tips that she talks about is if you have a doula or a birth worker that's working with you, for for that person to come in a couple of days later and and just reflect do some reflections on what they saw during the labor mm. you know what they what they witnessed you know in that dynamic between the mother and the father mm. you know whatever whatever and then it just gives that other layer of of feeling seen and yeah it just gives another layer of being witnessed by another person mm. and I that, that can help the integration. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. And also to be about it, yeah. And also to what? Yeah. And also to be able to to talk about from from the mother's experience, you know, with the people that were there, which we didn't do. You know, we didn't really have. It's kind of like the babies were born, and then it's just kind of mm. yeah. Then life just keeps. So it takes a minute to process it all. Mm. I was journaling. I did do some journaling. Yeah, nice. In those first, those first weeks. Yeah. What a transformation. <laughs> and then, so your second birth, you decided again to just have you you two. Well, yes, yes, yes and no. Yeah. Like we, we were getting it wanted to get out of the city and be in more nature so we came here to where we are and um and Maya was actually born I, I wasn't totally sure of how many weeks pregnant I was I still it's still a little bit hazy 
But at the time, I thought I had another couple of weeks until her labour would start. And she came earlier than what I expected. Um, but we had plans for Tiago's mum and sister to come and be with us. Okay. And yeah, it just turned out they didn't. And I think, again, I think that it was just, that was the way it was supposed to be. Yeah. Um, they don't speak like great English and I don't speak great Portuguese. So, okay, yeah. but close. we've lived together, you know, for some time and, you know, it would have been in some ways a, amazing to have them with us mm -hmm. but it was just the way it was supposed to be yeah yeah and then it was just Tiago and, I. <laughs> and that was because she came early she came a bit early yeah 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 I think she came well I think she came at 38 weeks mm. and that is yeah, any earlier than that, a baby would be considered to be premature. Yes. But, but she was, she came when she came. She yeah. was perfect. Yeah. Love that. Oh. So how, how long was the labour with the second birth? So, so contractions started, okay, so hold on, let me think. Contractions started in the during the night, but it felt to me. I mean, they they were so the contractions started and they felt like quite strong period cramps. Wow! They were coming on like every thirty minutes. That was all through the night. So so the contractions started during the middle of the night, and they were about every 30 minutes so but it was interesting though because the Diane got into bed with me while that was happening and then in the morning when I did they're just Braxton Hicks's so it's just like the um, it's like the practice contractions but then I spoke to Tiago's mom and dad that morning I called them to let them know maybe the labor's going to happen um but then Tiago and Zion went out for that for that morning to give me a bit of space to rest, and I didn't have any contractions. And then when they came back in the like midday, the contractions started again. But it was still like, oh, I don't know if this is the late. I don't know if it's actually starting. Mm -hmm. And Tiago invited me to go and swim in the it's a lake called Legaun, which is like a 10 minute drive and then maybe like a 20 minute walk and it's really beautiful and at first I said to him I was like oh no I don't want to go I'm just gonna stay at home and then he that he enticed me a little bit and I was like okay let's go and I'm really glad that I actually did go um and the contractions were coming and we got there and and I swam in the water. It's like it's seriously super beautiful. It's like mountains everywhere, and just beautiful water. It's like really pretty. And then I made an offering as well, you know, because the contractions were coming on stronger and stronger. And actually, it was then when I was swimming, changing my swimming costume, I realized my mucus plug had come out. And so the mucus plug is the. It's like it's a, it's a it's a mucus plug that sits in the cervix. Yeah. And 
when it's when the contractions start, the cervix starts to dilate and efface, and then that mucus plug releases, and that's a good sign that labor is basically on its way. And is, the mucus plug is that the same on. as the like water breaking? Or no, that's different. No. Yeah. It's like it's sometimes it will come out, it's like about a tablespoon of like this thick mucus yeah, and yeah. it sits in, in the cervix and it acts as like a protective layer from bacteria and things yeah. to go in through while, while somebody's pregnant and then the sun was setting and then it was like okay let's start walking home and those contractions were just coming on stronger and stronger and stronger and I was, I, as I was walking it was interesting actually because after I made that offering like I, I'm in that offering I I asked from our ancestors, you know, Tiago's and my ancestors to be with us, to support us through the labor. And, and then as I was walking back to the car park through like, just, it's just a really beautiful walk. We walk alongside the river and it's just nature, nature everywhere, it's green and lush and just that like, wild everywhere. And as I was walking, I had to stop to take the, to like go through the contractions. But it was one of the most connected that I had felt to my ancestors. Like I could really feel them walking with me. Like I could really feel that my Filipino, my Filipino side, like I just felt them really present with me. Mm. And then, so then we we got home and then you know some other things happened and then Amaya was born at 10 p.m so it was I would say the labor was about 20 hours okay. 15 hours that's hard to say like from those first contractions yeah, yeah. it's really hard so what is the but water the last... sorry I wanted to ask you about that <laughs> go on the mucus plug and the water breaking when does the water break come, thing happen afterwards or it it <laughs> varies so I, I think okay. you're right so it would be the mucus plug would be released but I at both of my labors like there was no specific like, okay. time I knew that the water's broken you know I think wow, I think okay. yeah. I think we think we imagine because that's what we see on films is like this big gush of water, but that, that never happened. And oftentimes the the water bag doesn't actually rupture because it actually puts really good pressure on the cervix, so it helps the the effacement and the dilation. Oh, interesting because yeah, I think I actually saw some like sometimes does that bag the water bag come out with the bird like in place sometimes yes i think that's called a cowl cowl birth c-a-u-l which is apparently is like a really um it's really good luck in a lot of cultures oh, wow but sometimes that happens yeah mm -hmm. yeah interesting and amazing so how old um how old is she now? Amira is six months. Okay. Beauty. <laughs> six months. Yeah. So now you are fully stepping into motherhood. <laughs> yeah, with two. 
but I still feel like a baby. I, I don't really feel I I don't feel like a full adult in a lot of ways. Oh. I think it's like that though. Yeah. yeah. Because I am a baby. I'm a baby that like, you know learning how to be a mother. There's so much learning in motherhood. Mm. Yeah. Like yeah. relearning how to look after myself while also looking after like children and mm. yeah. yeah. I heard that the matriarch, like when somebody fully reaches the matriarch is um I think this is right, is actually when the children are no longer as reliant on on the mother, you know, so the mother the woman wow. has gone through, like that whole rite of passage of learning and growing and mm. then step into that like another another phase of wisdom yeah so it's like it's a hot it takes time to even yeah get to there <laughs> yeah mm. what do you feel like has been like the biggest change for you with having children That's a good question. I don't, okay, one thing that's coming through is um, the biggest change, it's really hard to answer because it's, it's so much, it's so much growth, but yeah. also it's, being in a relationship with somebody and having children and moving country and experiencing so much, it can be, it's really challenging. And I think one of, one of the biggest, biggest parts of my growth is to be able to sit in it being uncomfortable, but still being fully committed to to us growing together because it's a commitment <laughs> yeah man wow that's so powerful it is a commitment totally and it is challenging and uncomfortable at times <laughs> yeah but for me i mean this might be an ideology of mine yeah I do I do feel that it's important that our children have both the masculine and the feminine around, you know, to have the mother and the father, and even better when the mother and the father are united and, you know, always working on their friendship and their intimacy. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's, it's a path that I'm, I, I am choosing to walk because... That's what feels. That's what feels true to me, mm-hmm. and and that and yeah, it, it's like sometimes it can be really really challenging. Mm. Yeah, I, I do. Yeah, I feel obviously I'm in a relationship as well, and I just feel like it's a lot of hard work, and I just feel like people don't really talk about this. You know what I mean? And I think yeah. that actually this is the way it is not like it's supposed to be any other way <laughs> yeah yeah and it's just a lot of self-work isn't it it's like yes 
Yeah. We have to keep reminding ourselves to take responsibility for ourselves and my own reactions. I have to take responsibility for my self care. I have to prioritize that. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah. a journey. Yeah, it's a real journey. Yeah, I feel like at one point I just kind of thought maybe if I'm doing the work, there's going to be, a, it's going to just be smooth a bit more smooth sailing in the relationship <laughs> but the reality is very different and I don't know if it will be like <laughs> yeah yeah some things we just have to accept about the other person as well you yeah. know and yeah but I feel like that's where astrology can be really useful like I've never done it but I I would like to do it to have our our yeah. birth charts read to see where those those points of tension are and where those mm. points of um, strength are and how how to work with those different elements that we're bringing into the relationship. But, because, for example, I'm I'm Virgo, so I'm Virgo Sun and Virgo Mercury, and Tiago is Scorpio Sun and Scorpio Mercury, and. It can it can feel very intense. Like the way we communicate with each other is like super super intense at times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so it's just interesting like the the different flavors that we bring into the relationship. Yeah, I mean, but I love what you said though. It's just getting used to sitting through that and but still being committed. And I feel like that's just a reflection of it all. It's also the birth. It's, you know, the, the pain that comes it, through just life, you know, and and just not running away from it, you know. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah, you're And I think my younger self would, like, and still today, like, I have to bring attention to that and awareness to that because when things are difficult, there is definitely a part of me that is like the easiest thing for me to do would be to just, Go in the other direction, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not not easy, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Fast is the quickest solution that would come to because yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, this is uncomfortable. Let me get out of it. Yes. But no, yes. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, that's where the best work is. As long as like, as long as obviously we're in alignment with some, of, you know, some of the main things that we're asking for in, in life and there's love and respect and friendship mm-hmm. you know as long as we're aligning with the the important things yeah. the important aspects then all of the other things can just be worked through mm-hmm. there's when children come in you know it's like we've got babies together it's that it's such an amazing bond that tiago and i will always have that we yeah. have that committed to raising these children wow 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 that's again it's just like so powerful (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah life (laughs) yeah I love it so um just are there like any things that you are very conscious of of like what you how you would like to bring up your children? Mm, yeah. I feel like this is quite yeah. a hard topic. <laughs> you know. Well, there's 
there are some things like up until now, so Zion is almost three. So in these past three years, what I have learned is that right, right from the beginning, I always mm-hmm. knew that the more we treat our children, the, we, well, the more we interact with our children in a way that we know that they are made of intelligence, mm. the more you have that space to, you know, to shine their intelligence. And, and yeah, like going through these, these stages with Zion particularly, you know, because she's learning how to communicate. And also there's, there's a lot of levels that she's not able to communicate yet. So there's frustrations and tantrums and, you know, we're always navigating of how to communicate with each other. I'm learning more and more that these children, it's important that they are seen and that they're heard and that they know that they're loved and that they know that they are supported and, you know, they're embraced, you know, and that's something that I've had to learn along the way with her. So she's been a really big teacher for me. Mm. Yeah. So there's some of the things that that they're teaching me. Mm. That's amazing. And also, like, yeah, I feel like imagine having that as a child. It's, I feel like it's quite rare, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. I think that's because we're having to learn, like our generations. We exactly. we might not have had parents that were, you know, as aware. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're having to learn a lot of things again. Yeah. For sure, like, for sure, I will have my own limitations. Yeah. You know, but it's just a whole learning, a learning process. But it's that that goes back to that, that thing of this uh, shift in consciousness and the rise Mm. of, of our evolution. Yeah, definitely, definitely, and this is this is exactly part of it because, you know, the more tools that we can give to our children, then the better equipped they're kind of going to be, and we can also only kind of like show them what we know as well. So it's like the more we yeah. do the work, <laughs> yeah, it's going to help everyone. It's going to help all of us, you know. Yeah, and then also the more that we are. Um, forgiving and gracious to our own limitations you know but we recognize them then that needs to be passed on to them as well you know that's so true the way we are with ourselves because yeah because um yeah it's it's mad it's like this huge magnifying glass or light on every single action you know (laughs) and that's the responsibility yes I hear you I hear you exactly yeah it's we set the examples because they're they're constantly learning from us Mm. it's amazing you know at the moment Diane and I were going through a phase where she's actually she's raising her voice at me and she's saying no 
no to certain things wow. and I recognize that because sometimes I do that to her you know when I don't want her to do something sometimes like my voice I never shout and scream at her but like I definitely raise my voice and she's just reflecting that back to me and I'm having to review wow. my approach and like how I communicate with her and yeah yeah powerful. she's just, yeah yeah, because I've heard about the um, soft parenting, which I think is kind of taking the approach where you're not shouting, basically, and and it's just, but it, it obviously it's a it's a challenge in itself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. One um, something that I I heard on Instagram on a post, a, a man who he's a psychologist, a child psychologist. He has six children himself. And he, this really resonated with me. He said, the best, best advice that I could give you are two words. And that is firm and kindness. So it's like having, because we, we, have to, we have to give boundaries. We have to set boundaries. We have to show boundaries. But also that with compassion and kindness. So mm. that's one thing that I'm, I'm mm. bringing into my awareness in my parenting, my ever evolving parenting skills mm-hmm. yeah man I mean I feel that's just in relationships in general the boundaries are just so big but and I keep seeing that other meme on Instagram that's like your boundary doesn't need to be like an electric fence that is, you know <laughs> it can just be like a soft announcement it's so interesting mm-hmm. but then yeah it's, it's just learning that we've got so much to learn I guess so much to grow into yeah I know I love it I fully embrace it I just I feel like that is that is the reason that we're here you know to fully experience all of everything everything all the dynamics Mm -hmm. yes downs the light the dark Mm. and yeah knowing also what we are capable of knowing that we are able to manifest by just keeping on coming back to alignment with what we're asking for. Mm. Yeah, man, this human experience. <laughs> so you are also training to become a doula, right? Yourself. Yeah, yeah. I would I say that I am a doula now. Um I say that because I've given birth, yeah, I've given birth, I've been through postpartum twice, I feel like I've learned a lot and then I've taken on this year-long course and it's amazing, I'm, I'm, I'm learning with a teacher that I have a lot of respect for and she's very wise, she's an elder and she's teaching me about many things, many aspects about birth, the academic but also the wisdom keeping, um, then holistic practice and homeopathy. And I'm halfway through the course and already everything that I've learned so far with my own experience and the teachings, I I feel confident that I I am able to, you know, I have a lot to offer to support people if if they feel called to ever work with me. By the end of the course, 
I will have done, I, I reckon I'm counting my hours, but by the end of the course, I would have done around 500 hours of studying. And I will create my own further education course. So, and yeah, I'm just, I'm available. Let's see, because my children are still quite young, but I am available to support. I, I, I love birth. So, you know, I just, I love talking about it. I love resonating with other people about it. So I'm, I'm available. I'm open to however I can connect with other people. <laughs> I love that. That's so cool. It's just one of those things that I feel like it's, you know, it's not really spoken about much. And there's a lot of unknown with it, you know. So interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, and then also, I I feel like there's there's so much like of how how um, painful it is, you know. I don't know when you see it in films and stuff or wherever you see it, and I'm just like, what is that about? Is it supposed to be like that, or is there something we're missing? You know. <laughs> yeah, I think it's 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 definitely something for us to pay attention to and it's it's actually not as complicated as it seems because wow okay in the hospital setting it's just about management it's about managing the woman it's like it's yeah things are so fussy you know always wanting to do something feeling like they have to do something and in that there's a lot of interventions and the interventions from the 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 very beginning of interventions in a, in a woman's, even through the experience of pregnancy, but let's talk about labor. It just, there's a cascade, there's a cascade of interventions that create more pain, more fear, more exhaustion, and then it keeps on leading on to more and more and more interventions. And yeah, there's there's just there's so much to it, but essentially, a woman needs to give birth like a mammal, you know, feeling safe, feeling protected, feeling, you know, in a dark, warm, comfortable space. She needs to be able to feel like she can move, she like physically to go into any any position yeah. that she needs. She needs to be able to follow her instincts. This is a big part of it. And, you know, giving birth in a lot of settings in the hospital isn't designed for that. You know, there'll be a bed in the middle of the room where she's expected to put on a gown as though she's a patient. You know, she's not she's not a patient because she's not sick. She's giving birth. Oh, wow. And then she's laid down on her back, you know, is that like physiologically that goes it goes against gravity there's pressure on the inferior vena cava so her blood pressure lowers like all sorts of things will happen (laughs) can happen um some some people feel that they're some people some people's relationship to the sensations of labor uh, they feel like they need to have uh, synthetic hormones to help speed up the labor, to ha- or they feel like they need to have an epidural, for example, so they don't feel the the pains. 
but that leads on to just more complications and <clears throat> yeah, yeah well really she just needs to be left alone and just to go through it because there's endorphins there's all these amazing hormones there's a whole orchestra of hormones that are happening that actually wow. help her experience and actually like the relationship with the pain is actually manageable you know by the time you're given birth as well it's like you forget about it think about also that women give birth no matter how it is actually and a lot of times we'll still get pregnant and have more babies so like it it can't be that bad and we keep like that's why we're here like it's and so if we know that then we can just actually elevate the woman mm. and create a space where she can have the most like, peaceful natural birth possible mm-hmm. and yeah it goes back to that thing is just it's her coming out of it knowing that she did it and it's yeah it doesn't need to be a horror show and a bloodbath like it's, mm-hmm. there's so many videos on instagram oh, yeah. you, you only have to and there's so many empowering videos and I think that's really important the more that we see these positive experiences yeah. it can be yeah. yeah totally I've been purposefully making sure that I'm looking at these experiences and also getting away from the just like I don't know there's this weird thing to be like uh, uh. do you know what I mean it's uh-huh. yeah. It's like, wait, what the fudge? That's not uh, at all. Like, that's the most amazing experience, you know. Yeah. It's so funny. But now it's definitely I've got to. And the body bounces back as well. Yes, true, 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 true. Yeah, now I'm just getting used to it. I'm just like, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I love what you said. There's a whole orchestra of endorphins. Is that what you said? It's working in your yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, a poem. Yeah. yeah. Even yeah. There's um. Mm. Yeah. When 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 the hormones through labour can naturally unfold, the better. But there's a whole reward system that's going on on a physiological level even breastfeeding you know it's this oxytocin is released when we make love oxytocin is oxytocin is released when when we even for men the levels of oxytocin are really high when they are looked like when they're um the caregivers of babies and it's all a um a chemical reward system to keep us looking after the babies and keep us keep us procreating you know, mm-hmm. just to, to, it's time we designed we designed to to mm. live. I love that it's the design. It's just the design. So yeah. cool. It's yeah. Amazing. Yeah, I love it. Um. Yeah. Yes. So, do you have? Yeah, I feel like it's just such an, an interesting. Uh, you know, period of time that we're in now because we just feel like we're just relearning so much from all of our indoctrination, really. You know, and uh, and this is just such a big part of it. And even like you're saying with the commitment and you know the family, the I feel like 
you know, this is how it works. It's a family, then it's the society, then, it, you know, I don't know if you've seen that little model, like, this is the core. <laughs> this just definitely so much to mm. Mm. Some, Someone said somewhere, some sometime, <laughs> that I think it was the Nazis, they, they had, I, I, don't fact check me on this one, because I, I might have it wrong, but basically, fundamentally, a psychologist was saying the best way to control a society is through birth. Oh my days. Wow. Oh my word. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because it's. Because it shapes us. Yeah. And it shapes so us. It shapes. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because the first of all, like you're saying, from the like the parents, the mother. First of all, there's so much. When you're not in your authority, then they will. It will be shaped by someone else. So there's this like submission to this outside thing, you know. And then in a way, that's also coming to the child. And then the whole, yeah. And I've been learning about common law, and then the birth certificate, and all of this is the same thing exactly what you said yeah yeah and it, and it's almost like happens so obviously but also so covertly that we don't even know that you know what I mean yeah and because people like you say you just accept it that's what you do you just go to the doctor and then you just you know what I mean you just you just give away your authority it's, it's <laughs> Because it's cultural norm, yeah. Mm -hmm. Literally, yeah. literally, it's cultural norm. Wow, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and this goes back to what I was saying about oh, over the past years of what's been happening, especially when it comes to, in relation to our health and our physical bodies and our rights. I feel more and more people are, are really questioning what's what's going on what's happening yeah 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 totally I mean 100% and and uh, this past few years for sure it's just like hang on a minute wait uh, I think that it's probably still more people to realize like wait it's the same thing with the authority like what you're telling me that I need to do this and then yeah yeah and you're telling me that I don't have a choice about it as well yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, yeah, it's totally yeah. relatable to the birth. It's like, hang on a minute, what? Mm -hmm. Anyway, we yeah, are, yeah. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. It's yeah, man. I mean, it, this is it. This is the like I love to say. This is the great awakening. This is it. You know? And so much of it, and I love that's how you say it. this is how you started this podcast is the responsibility and so much of that you're learning that from just being in a relationship and having children, you know, and it's it's also connected as well. It's amazing with the society, with the government, with everything. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, and we're basically realizing what of a crazy system that we've been living in you know 
<gasps> yeah, and there's a patriarchal system. Yes. As well. And that's where it's like, you know, the family now, now it's time, you know, that's the most important thing is family. Yes. Now it's time. Movie, yeah, I love it. I love it. Mm. And it's so powerful as well. And I feel like this is what's happening at the moment. And just what I've been hearing is this is it, the movement of people stepping into their authority in these very practical ways for mm -hmm. like home birthing, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Growing our own food. Yes. Learning about herbal medicine. Mm. No, it's fascinating. Ways that we we can look, we can the sovereign. Say that again. Uh, I think it cut out. I, I was saying just ways in which we can be sovereign. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And but like very practical ways, you know, not just saying it. <laughs> but um, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, I feel like it's great because this is this is what we're here for. This is why those of us who feel the calling, who know, you know, who've been doing the work, it's, this is literally what we're here for. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, and I feel some people are ready. Yes. No, I was going to say something. The signal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's all good. That is all good. Yeah, totally. Some people are ready. And then it's it's so interesting because some people might be think looking, thinking, what? Like and a lot of it is like going back to the ancient ways. So it to some people it might seem very um what's the word? Like outdated or it might not make sense, but actually, I mean, these are the, the organic ways. We've been living in that outdated way. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Exactly. Um, so do you have any words that you would like to share for um, mothers-to-be who might be considering having home births? Maybe, yeah. 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 Um, well, during my first pregnancy, one of the best pieces of, of advice that I heard, and actually it wasn't through my own grandmothers because I, you know, both of my grandmothers had passed and maybe it wasn't their experience. It was another woman. She was telling me that her grandmothers, she's very much, she's um, very much connected to her Mexican roots. And when she was pregnant, her her grandmothers just said to her about her labor that was coming up, you're going to do it, like it's going to be fine. And I just thought about that and I was like, ah, what a difference that makes. I mean, hear, hear our grandmother's voices, you know, it might not be the most recent generations, but if we connect to like further back, you know, think about what they would say to us. You know, hear, hear our grandmothers speak. Like it's, mm, yeah. it's gonna happen. 
you're going to give birth and you're going to be fine. And it was like, yeah, it's true. And we can call on them as well. Love that. And also another word would be, be selective of who you invite into your birthing space. You know, it's, it's all about the people that are Oh, so well behaved the whole time. Bless <laughs> Say that again. So well behaved this whole time. <laughs> so coming to that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally feel that. Be selective. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you. Um yeah, it's amazing to talk and finally to speak to you about this. Yeah. And it's such an important thing moving forward, I think, for all of us. And obviously it's something that I really feel connected to as well. And I'm sure this is going to keep rising as well. It's going to be more and more people who are coming to recognise, you know. Most definitely. Yeah, I'm really grateful for this conversation. I'm really grateful for what you're doing on your podcast. You know, it's really lovely to see that you're having these conversations because they inspire you. And I have respect for that and appreciation. Yeah, Thank you. So true. Just follow yeah. the inspiration. <laughs> yeah, keep doing it. I love it. So what I like to ask people as well, final question is what does freedom mean to you <laughs> freedom means to me being my full authentic self even when my voice shakes yeah yeah just being my authentic self and celebrating life really celebrating the abundant and blessed life Mm. Yes, I love that. Even when my voice shakes. Yeah, man. <laughs> yes. Own yeah. it. Own it. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. So I will put your Instagram in the link below. And if you have any other. It's so cool. I'm looking forward to your course. I feel like that's so cool that you're doing that. So yeah, thank you. Yeah. Mm. yeah, it's in the making. Mm. So do you have any final words that you would like to share? Um, no, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm, yeah, I'm really grateful. Okay. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you as well. Thanks so much. Yeah, or actually, if anybody would like to talk to me about birth, anyone wants to connect with me, if anyone has any questions or would like to know more, I'm available, you know? Like, I just, I really, I really love talking about this and learning from each other. So I am, I'm open for connection. Mm -hmm. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, babe. Yeah, thank you. Lots of love. Yeah, lots of love.
Thank you so much for listening to this episode and to this podcast. We hope that you can gain many insights through the art of listening. If you haven't already, we would love it if you can follow us on YouTube, on Instagram, and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if that feels right for you. We've also just launched our first online course, Awakening 101, A Ninja's Guide to Navigating Your Spiritual Awakening, which is led by me and is offered by a donation. So if you feel called to that, then please dive in. It's available via our website. Thank you.